doorbell rings again. Henrietta is pulled up on tippy-toes on self-imposed lookout duty at the end of the bay window. With her tiny frame, sandy hair and lemon-skinny jeans, she looks like an unusually perky pastel-coloured meerkat. It's them. Well, answer the door then. She shakes her head. You're kidding. She's leapt up from the room every time the doorbell has rung in the last hour. The party guests who weren't an hour and a half late have been forbidden from touching the buffet until the guest of honour arrives. And now she won't answer the door. I look at her again. She's peering out from under her fringe, and she's actually blushing. I didn't honestly think women blushed any more. I thought it was phased out along with chastity belts and not having the vote. Well, is someone going to answer the door? Our standoff is interrupted by Danny Peters, my boss by day and drinking partner by night. The doorbell rings again. Danny points at me. It's your house. But it's not my party, I complain. Henrietta organised it. Even to myself, I sound like a toddler. Danny shakes his head, and I trundle into the hallway, while Henry hides in the living room, fussing over her volivants. I take an unhealthy swig of wine to lubricate my social graces, and open the door. As expected, Claudio is looking perfect and chiselled on my doorstep. A year tour-guiding in Italy obviously agreed with him. He's tanned and toned and smiling. If I was five years younger... Well, actually, I still wouldn't go for him. He's a little too put together for my tastes. Also, as expected, Benedict is lurking in his shadow, apparently forgetting that you're supposed to do smiling and eye contact when you arrive at a party. Apart from their height, it's hard to believe they're brothers. Claudio got all the Italian colouring and sophistication of their parents' ancestral land. Benedict looks like the unfussiness of their adoptive Yorkshire home has seeped into his bloodstream. He seems, as always, slightly distracted. I open pointedly with, You're late. It was his fault. Ben gestures at his little brother, who shakes his head. Well, if you told me you weren't going to drive, you could have driven. Claudio opens his mouth to respond, but doesn't actually get the words out because I grab him in a vigorous bear hug. I suspect I've reignited an argument that only finished when they arrived at the door. Perhaps pointing out the lateness wasn't the best welcome home anyway. I try again. It's lovely to have you home. I direct the comment at Claudio, who politely hugs me back, although his apparent enthusiasm is somewhat undermined by the way he's looking over my shoulder for a better option. I release him. You can go through. Claudio strides into the lounge, and I'm left with Ben, still on the doorstep. He nods at me and steps inside. I watch him take his jacket off. He looks just the same. Hair still cropped short, sideburn still there, probably because it's less face to shave, rather than to make a style statement. Eyes still dark chocolate brown, and thankfully not fully focused on me.
three months staying with Claudio in Naples doesn't seem to have affected him at all. You'd think he'd be tanned or have got fat on pizza and gelato. He could at least have had the good manners to get fat. I don't know why I thought he'd be any different. Every time I see him, I peer for some sign of age or of the ravages of loss and broken dreams or something, but he looks the same. I swallow. I probably ought to make conversation. Did you enjoy Venice? He frowns. We were in Naples. Oh, were you? I know he was. We head through into the party. I can see Claudio standing with Henrietta by the window. Everyone else seems to be attacking the buffet like they've just come off hunger strike rather than simply...